We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks, Kenny. Jalen, there was a lot of trading threes tonight, but over the last five minutes, you guys shut that down defensively. How did you get that done to make sure you guys were going to get this win? Uh, we just kept fighting. Uh, I mean, it, I mean, they're going to keep playing hard no matter what. And, uh, for us, we just got to continue to sit together and uh, go through a little adversity, but no, just keep fighting, man. Any, any team can be anybody on a given night. And speaking of those threes, Dante played the entire fourth quarter, three clutch threes. What do you like about playing with him when you need the points most? I mean, that's what he does. Uh, I mean, whenever his number's called, he's ready to go. And uh, he's the, the true professional. And uh, I mean, I'm happy to get my guy back. Another 40 piece for you tonight, but what's so impressive about that? Also eight assists. How are you so effective when it comes to scoring 40 yourself, but also finding your teammates? It's, it's all because of my teammates. Now, they give me confidence. And um, I mean, the coaching staff, they give me confidence. And uh, it's just, I mean, they make themselves available and uh, they have confidence in themselves as well. And uh, we all share each other's confidence. And uh, we're, just, we're just trying to win games. Jalen, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kenny. Dom Cappuccini, the legend, the man, the myth. What's up, Dom? A win is a win. But should we be concerned about the detrending down or just a blip against a team with a big chip on their shoulder? All I got tonight, I hope they have something left for tomorrow. That's a good question, Dom. Andrew, let me know if we have um, a net rating update or a defensive rating update. I don't know if it's come yet. We do. We do. After this question, I'll give you it, give it to you. Yeah. Um, has the D slipped? Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I've seen like a major defensive slippage. Tonight was bad. Tonight was bad, but I, I don't think I quite agree that the defense is trending down. They did get off to a really great start. I understand maybe it slipped a little bit from like, the, I don't know if we're top five anymore. Andrew will let me know in a second, but like, I thought today was bad. Uh, Mitch, you know, Mitch wasn't, nearly at the level. We haven't really talked about the centers tonight. You know, Mitch did his thing on the offensive glass. He made two free throws, which was nice to see. I didn't think he was a major defensive presence in this game, which was surprising considering he was guarding Durin, who, so he didn't have to like, it wasn't a matter of like dealing with a stretch five or stretch, you know, feeling stretched in. He just wasn't, I, I didn't think it was quite as impactful at the rim tonight. Thought he was off balance at times at the point of attack. Got blown by a couple times when he was aggressive at, in coverage. Um, but, you know, he's entitled to a, to a bit of an off night. He's been so good. Hartenstein also, I didn't think, was at his best. 
similarly was a bit slow in coverage. I thought, you know, he's he's hedging and and he has to recover quickly. I thought he was a little slow to recover at times. Just didn't make didn't really have his normal impact tonight, Hartenstein. Either the centers who have been so so great were not as good tonight, and that's the anchor of the defense. And we talked about Grimes already, just needing to make make people feel him a little more. RJ tonight was a problem defensively. Really, his worst defensive game I thought of the year. Uh, off balance, losing guys, offensive rebounds. Um, yeah, RJ. Look, uh, maybe Andrew, you could pull for me um, RJ's numbers post migraine. Um, but they haven't been great, and and we saw the defensive slippage now tonight. So that's a bit of a concern. I'm hoping he bounces back and finds it again. Um. And he's still getting the line, which is nice to see. That that seems to be a constant this year, which is really good to see. But a little concerned about his defensive performance. Um, but I don't know. They locked down when they needed to. DiVincenzo was superior against Cade Cunningham late. Really good. Um, so they did what they needed to do by the end. I'm not that concerned about the D trending down, to answer your question. Um, it was a blip. It was a unserious first half performance at third quarter, really. And yeah, Detroit, once they smelled it, they really wanted it. No kidding. It's been a month. So it was going to be, well, you know, once the game was tied going to the second half, I knew it was going to be a dogfight. Because now Detroit just just is going to give everything they got. Uh, thanks, Tom. Excuse me. So two things, Benji. What's up? Um, well, we'll we'll go three things actually because there's a, a a Grimes comment coming. First of all, you asked for R.J. Barrett um, since the uh, did not dress uh, three game stretch that he had where he had migraine. Yeah. Um, he is in that stretch, which is not including tonight, so it's going to get worse. Shooting thirty three percent from the field, thirty percent from three. Now it's eighty eight percent from the line. Uh, but we're talking fourteen points a game. In the, in the in the last five games, and then you add in tonight's thinker. Yeah, he's only surviving because of the free throws, um, is. which is, by the way, really important for a scorer and something that he has gotten better at over the years. Like when you don't have the shot going and, and you're struggling inside the arc, like, okay, if you're getting to the line six, seven, eight times and you're making six, seven or eight of them, um, that's huge and, and a credit to him. And I think it keeps his floor so much higher. Like sometimes the RJ Barrett floor was like so dreadfully low, like he could derail a whole offense. Well, now it's not as bad because he's getting to the line. He's making his free throws. Uh, But it's a concern. Uh, I don't know if there's something going on, if he's fully healthy. Uh, I know the three point shooting wasn't going to sustain, but some of the other stuff that's that's a bit concerning. So we got to keep it. we're, We're monitoring it. We're monitoring it. Speaking of monitoring it, it's time for an advanced stats update. So yes, sir. the Knicks are now 11th in offense. They're still 11th in offense. This is according to NBA.com. I'll give you cleaning the glass afterwards. Um, in defense, they're still fourth. Mm. It helps when Detroit had 20 turnovers tonight. So there are a lot of possessions that were empty for Detroit. However, they also scored on um, the possessions that weren't turnovers a bunch. Um, and then they're uh, still at sixth in net rating. That's a healthy Maybe. line. Yeah. It's if you want to go to clean the glass, they are uh, seventh, seventh in defense as opposed to fourth. Yeah. They took seven more shots in the Pistons tonight, which is actually a little below. Usually they the 12 more shot attempts or so. Well, it's nine. Uh, Usually, it's the it's the it's the thing DJ is tracking. Ninety one, eighty two. 
where every game it's around 91 and around 82 that they give up. So it was in that ballpark anyway. They had 12 offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, Mitch, I think, at five. Um, Yeah, I mean... Still, still healthy. I think there's there's a lot still to be excited about. And now they play. They have a Milwaukee sandwich with uh, Toronto, right? It's Toronto, Milwaukee, Toronto. Well, it depends what happens in the in season tournament. Oh right, right, right. So it's Toronto on Friday. Then they go to Milwaukee, and then there's one. And then the the weird schedule of if they win against Milwaukee then they'll play Thursday against the winner of Indiana Boston and if they lose they come home on Wednesday to play the loser of Indiana Boston right so. yeah it's a lot and and no matter what it's four tough games cuz i'm telling you that Toronto team is going to going to cause some matchup issues for the Knicks because kind of like Phoenix but more skilled their their wings are huge like massive and the Knicks are small on the wing, and that is going to cause some issues. Like, how do you match up against a starting lineup of Schroeder, Scotty Barnes, Ananobi, Siakam, Pirtle? And like, so you assume you put Brunson on Schroeder because where else is he going to go? Maybe you try Schroeder. Maybe you try Brunson on Ananobi and hope that Ananobi tries to like post up. Because I don't know what you do. Because then you got, I think. Randall will guard Siakam, which has been an adventure in the past. Siakam lit them up last year one game. You probably have RJ on Barnes. Barnes is a big boy. That's a lot. It's a big matchup. And then you have Grimes, either Schroeder or Ananobi. Maybe you tried Grimes on Barnes. I don't know. The point you can see what I'm getting at is like mm-hmm. there's no great answer. Now they can't shoot either, and there's they're not a good offensive team. So I'm not suggesting they're going to like score 140 points, but they're going to ask questions. They're going to ask questions. And that's two games against Toronto in the next four. And then you have Indiana or Boston and Milwaukee for sure. So you got tough games, tough games coming up. So again, essentially bank this win. I think you're probably hoping for a split against Toronto. Just because it's also hard to sweep a team kind of that close together. I would take, I would take a split. Can't lose both. I would take a split. I will say that, the Toronto split is 10 days apart. So I don't know. Like, you're right. It is tough to beat a team twice. You know, why am I? Why do I think stretch. that they're playing twice in the week? I don't because know in the schedule, because the NBA was weird, they put them back to back. They didn't schedule a game for. Oh, that's the why. So, it like the <laughs> so Benji, I made the same mistake. I thought that there was just a week off in the season when I was making a schedule for all of our post games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, I'll make plans. And then John's like in season tournaments. Like, Oh, yeah. yeah oh, well, yeah. never mind. We're all, we're all adjusting to this new uh, life in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, either way, I still think they should split against Toronto at least win both. That's great. I agree. Um, and then Milwaukee and either Boston, Indiana, you should probably take one and one. So had to bank this win. Get through this next next little stretch, um, and uh, go from there. What are we? Eleven and seven. Eleven and seven on pace for fifty wins. Hey man, there you go. Not How about that? Yeah, we'll Look get back us. to it in a second. I want to uh, just clarify the the dirty dancer comment was oh, in reference to John's newsletter this morning about how IQ should remain a, a bench player because it's working. Don't break it. Or don't fix it. It's not broken, basically. I read John's newsletter generally, and I didn't read it this morning. Mm. That's on me. 
It's on me. Thank you. You're for filling in am- amicably tonight for him on the post game. I think he'll you be should okay have stuck with, with admirably. What's with people in their word usage? Amicably. I have a lot going on in my system <laughs> at the moment, so I have an excuse. I'm not trying to use a word and using it wrong. I'm trying to use a word. At, well, I guess I am trying to use a word. You are it. militating amicably right now. All right, next exactly. question. Let's go. Next question. Next what do we question. got? And shout out AG1. Shout out AG1 in Livernace. Livernace? Swap out OG for Grimes. Are you a championship contender? Ooh, spicy. Um, I would still take Boston and Milwaukee over us in a series. I think. I think you're still probably a slight tier below those two teams. But you're closer to a contender, I'll tell you that. You're closer to it. OG's really good. And OG gives this team something that they are lacking. Um, that kind of defensive presence on the perimeter. So, you know, it's it's an interesting theoretical question. That would not be the swap that would take place um, realistically if they did try to get OG, but it's an interesting question to consider. Thanks, Ian. Zach Halilovich. What's up, Zach? You saw Duran get Brunson in the first quarter. I sure did. And I have to, I have to put it on the Brunson thread. Um, but I did, I did mention it. I did tweet it out. He did it again. Jalen Duran didn't know what hit him. You know, Brunson does it. And for those who don't know, getting Brunson is something I refer to as when Brunson purposely goes under a screen, knowing that the screener is going to roll, and then he falls down, and he gets an offensive foul call, at almost once a game. It's actually hilarious and remarkable and seeing guys reactions to it when it happens to them is very funny because all they're trying to do is roll to the rim and all of a sudden this six footer who they can't even see because they're all like seven feet tall is falling down and the ball's going the other way. It's just a very funny trend that I picked up on and it happened to Duran today in the first quarter and he didn't know what hit him. Poor guy. Uh, it's great. It's, it's actually a brilliant little trick he's got. Thanks, Zach. Alex, what's up, Alex? Excellent bounce back game from JB. Thought Tibbs' rotations tonight were good. Grimes wasn't competitive out there, and DDB deserved to play over him. As soon as you call it a bounce back game, oh, thank you. AG1. Cheers. I didn't think Brunson was bad in the last game uh, against Charlotte. I just thought he kind of deferred to Julius and let him do his thing, and he was five for nine from the field. Like, whatever. Played a good defensive game, a really good defensive game against Charlotte. Um, so I don't know if it's a bounce back game. He's been excellent for quite a while now since he's a little bit of a slow start. He's been an all-star caliber player, shooting the lights out of the ball, defending at a high level this year. Um, he's just been great. What else can you say? I also thought Tibbs rotations were good. I thought he put, you know, the guys who were serious tonight got to play. Other than Randall, who I would argue wasn't so serious to start the game, but became serious over the course of the game. Um, I wouldn't say Grimes wasn't competitive out there. I just don't think he was making much of an impact. Playing hard. He's just kind of lost. But DDV certainly deserved to play over him and was really good down the stretch of this game. Shooting the ball, obviously, and defensively on Cade, I thought he changed 
Because there's a, there's a stretch in the third quarter where the Pistons were scoring on every possession. It was kind of crazy. We couldn't do anything. Cade was getting to any spot on the floor he wanted. Offensive rebounds. This wasn't good. And, and DDV's pressure on Cade. I remember when he came into the game, the first possession, he pressured him. Wouldn't let him touch it. Changed the whole tenor from that from that point on. So yeah, uh, credit to, to DiVincenzo, who continues to just be a really positive addition to this team. Like there have been repercussions in terms of minutes and like Grimes maybe is suffering a bit from the addition of, of DiVincenzo and Josh Hart early, I think kind of got lost in the shuffle a bit um, in terms of his role, but he's DiVincenzo himself. The player has been a positive addition to this basketball team as we kind of knew he would be, but he's, he's shown out um, after a bit of an uneven start. He has shown out and has been the role player they were expecting. Good shooter makes plays, causes turnovers, wreaks havoc on the defensive end. Um, he's just a good player. It's nice to have him around. Thanks, Alex. Danny Gardner. What's up, Danny? A w is a W. Not going to have it every night. And some nights, Killian Hayes will go 10 for 13. Valid point. Takeaway of the game was that story about Mitch and his coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that, yeah, Mitch is, Mitch is a special guy. I think you, you you get that sense. Um, had a really you'll you you know you learn about where he came from and and his upbringing and what he's had to overcome and even his journey in the league and like what he's turned himself into and and now you hear a story like this. He's a bit of a clown, purposely. I think a, a lovable one. I think he's he just he's just Mitch, man. But he's a clearly a kind-hearted person. Um, and that story was really touched me. It was, it was a really beautiful story. Um, Killian Hayes, man, look, one thing that annoyed me about the Killian Hayes was Brunson's guarding him. Right. And I, I spoke about Brunson's defense on Sasser, but he wasn't very good on Killian either. And there's a play that I'm thinking of specifically, the ball gets swung to Killian Hayes on the wing. Now Killian will make an occasional corner three, but like, if he wants to shoot a wing three, be my freaking guest. Brunson ran him off the line. Killian takes two dribbles in. He'd been knocking down that mid-range jumper all night. He rises right above Brunson and makes it. I'm like, that's not that's undisciplined defense. Know your personnel. Close out short. Make him shoot it over you. Make him shoot the three over you. Just they, they weren't sharp tonight. And that allows guys like Killian Hayes to get going. But credit to Killian Hayes, who we heard in a, if you listen to Andrew's pregame show, um <laughs> Pistons Twitter is obviously it's like a war zone over Killian Hayes. Um, he's a very controversial player. He's really struggled to shoot the ball. And from the field, he's never been good. He played a really nice game tonight. And he did shoot it well. So credit to Killian Hayes. Um, but, you know, again, like, yeah, you're not going to have it every night. But I expect a representative effort every night. I think that's our right to expect a representative effort every night. And the first half tonight was not a representative effort. In my opinion. Thanks, Danny. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Stevens Biguame. What's up, Stevens? Glad we got the W, though I am not happy about the process. Same here. Should not have been this close at all. No. No, it was... um, No, Stevens, you basically summed up what I've been trying to say for uh, an hour plus now in in one sentence. That's right. It was a good win. Glad we got it. Not good process. Shouldn't have been that close. Agreed on all counts. Not much to add. No notes. Next up. What do we got? Rob Faluzma. What's up, Rob? Rob, thanks for all your um, engagement on Twitter. I see you up there a lot, liking my stuff, responding, talking. I appreciate it. Uh, anybody who engages, I try to answer, try to engage back. I really appreciate all you guys who follow and um, who just generally engage and enjoy my content. That's why I put it out there. So thanks, Rob, for that as well. Sup, Ben, and our man, Andrew. I'm ready for a serious discussion about Grimes. Cheers. Much love to the KFS crew, even though I'm annoyed AF. Yeah. Um, we've had a serious discussion already about Grimes tonight, as I knew we would. Um, I still think he deserves more time. I think it's in the organization's best interest and probably even in this team's best interest this year to give him more time. He's going to be an important piece. It could be that we get to a place at some point where if this goes on for a couple more weeks and you don't want to lose a guy and you don't want him to lose his confidence, at some point it might be worth the flip to see if he can find some rhythm with the second unit. Maybe that's what he needs is a bit more free-flowing offense, a bit more pace, and maybe that gets him out of it. I'm I'm not rejecting that out of hand. I'm not ready to go there yet, but that is the solution. Like I'm not going to bench the guy. If I flip DiVincenzo and Grimes, I let Grimes try to find a rhythm with a different set of personnel. That's an interesting solution for me. Not there yet, but we're getting close. Thanks, Rob. Kevin D. What's up, Kevin? Can we get heart? Seeing too much hate of late. Heart, heart love. love. So write love, Kevin. What am I, deciphering your codes? Militating, boy? Come on, man, get it together. I'm trying here. I'm trying to help you out. Um, Yeah, Josh was pretty good tonight. Second half more than first half. So we're trending in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, You know, Josh Hart, I said it after the last game. He can be impactful. I don't care what his role is. You just got to accept the role and give it everything he's got. And uh, and shoot the ball when he has when he has a shot, which he did tonight for the most part. So good on him. Thanks, Kevin. Drazov, Drazov, what's up? Thank you for the contribution, sir. Learn three things tonight. One, JB is invaluable. 
you shouldn't have learned that tonight. That, that's been clear as day for a while now. B, Sasser might have a little something. Yeah, he's, he's got something. I thought the Knicks did a very poor job defending him, which allowed him to get some confidence going. But yeah, he's got some game. He's got some game. Three, Cornrose Knox might actually be worse than his draft, <laughs> than his draft jacket. Yeah, um, I root for Kevin Knox. I do. I, I just don't know. It's always a bit of, he looks like a deer hopping around out there. Like, it's like unbalanced and unsteady and not strong enough and like Bambi. Even his and one he got tonight was like all over the place. It was like chaos. Happened to go in and Brunson happened to try to take a charge, but like I don't know if it's ever going to happen for Kevin Knox. I'm rooting for him. Don't know if it's ever going to happen. Jessica's back. What's up, Jessica? Won't you try just a little, <laughs> just a little harder? Couldn't you try just a little more? The Wheel by Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter and is also advice I implore to the Knicks. No easy games. Push 100% always. Yeah, tonight, I wish they would have tried a little bit harder and tried a little bit more. And again, it started on the first play of the game um, where you kind of got a sense that this was going to be too difficult. Um, but it does happen and we do... We have reason to... I'm grateful the Knicks have given us reason to be disappointed when they don't put forth a representative effort because for the most part, 95% of the time, they do. They're a team that plays hard. They're a team that plays with effort. They're a, teams that pl- they're a team that plays physically. They're a team that generally gets the 50-50 balls. Tonight, I don't think they got any. It just felt like the Pistons were faster to the ball, wanted it more, which makes sense because they're a desperate team. Uh, but we usually play that way. Thanks, Jessica. Darth Dream, what's up? Really had to watch 30 just escort a loose ball out of bounds with no intention of grabbing it. That was funny, man. <laughs> just goofy. <laughs> Allergic to extra effort. Nah, that one wasn't effort. It was kind of a stupid play because just like grab the ball. <laughs> I think he legitimately thought it wasn't off us. Um, what was funny is the camera immediately panned to Tibbs, who's making his like super intense face, and you see him go, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just saw the mouth move. <laughs> that always gives me a laugh. I love when they flash the Tibbs after something stupid happens and you see his reaction. Uh, it wasn't great. That didn't annoy me as much as the first play of the game when he just was like, nah, who needs to contest a layup? They're the Pistons. Uh, thanks, Darth. Jeff Smith. What's up, Jeff? Tibbs saw it. Nova Trust college-like Divin Love. It's like a haiku. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's going to trust that that lineup and those guys because it's like in his blood. But like, I'm nervous about it becoming a crutch. And so I implore you, Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, and RJ Barrett to play really well so that he closes with you guys. You're going to have to earn it, though. It is a competitive landscape out there. It is is brutal because there are a lot of guys that can close games on this team. That's the strength of the team. The strength of the team is you have nine guys who could start on certain teams. Nine. All nine guys are are starter capable players. Um, so yeah, it, it's um, it's going to be competitive and and it's a nice thing to have the the luxury of putting those Nova guys out there to do what they did tonight. I don't want Tibbs to rely on it too much because those guys are also flawed in certain ways. And Hart and Divincenzo. Thanks, Jeff. 
Guber then. What's up, Guber then? We are at the point where Tibbs changes lineups. 20-ish games. What's the move? No way he doesn't go DDV for Grimes, right? I prefer IQ, but Tibbs doesn't. Drink. Thanks, AG1. I don't think he's going to make that change until they lose a few games. And Grimes doesn't play well in those losses. Like, I, he, Tibbs is stubborn. We know from experience it takes him a while to react. And it takes it desperate times. Like the Kemba Fournier change came at a desperate time. The Derek Rose change came at a desperate time when like reports were that they were looking to fire the guy. <laughs> and uh, we're past that now. And we're a very different place. And I, I just, as long as the team is generally succeeding, and as Andrew just said, they're on pace for 50 wins at the moment, <laughs> which is crazy. 11 and 7. Succeeding despite Grimes' struggles, I don't think they make the change unless there's a losing streak or you know a four out of five, five out of six type of thing, and Grimes is struggling throughout. Then that change may be made, and that would be the change. But I don't think it's going to happen yet. <laughs> Thanks, you, then. Chris Carter. There's something about Jr.'s mishaps that really get under my skin. I need to talk to my therapist about it. Oh my God, yes. But we're in therapy here together. Um, yeah, Julius is mistakes and his and his lapses in effort and concentration are more noticeable and apparent than anybody else's certainly on this team maybe in the league there's a indifference about it there's a body language about it that just drives you nuts and there's also a part of it where it's like i know what he's capable of i know what he can do i've seen him be a physical beast he can be physical. He can he can chase down block. We've seen him do it. He can switch with 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 aggression and confidence, but half the time he just kind of sits back in a drop and waits to see what happens. Like it's 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 both the body language that stands out, and then it's the other side of the it's the potential that drives you crazy. It's like this guy could be a force on two way if you just put in consistent effort. Um, but he doesn't, and it's a big flaw in his game. It's a big flaw in his game, and yet, as so often happens, when the end of the game ends and you realize what kind of production he puts up, and it's like they they can't live without him. They can't. They cannot. This team cannot live without Julius Randle. They need his creation. They need his shot making, even when he's not shooting well. It's important. It's important. So, as frustrating as it is, as long as he's here, they need him, and. Um, in the fourth quarter tonight, he was great. He was great. Thanks, Chris. Russ Guberman. How are you doing, Russ? Hey, Ben. Perambulating around pontificating about Orange Julius and whether his long-range trepidation could be postulated as Samson syndrome. Lockless. <laughs> I imagine that this is a reaction to uh, Mr. Militating and Kevin Danishevsky out there. Um, I don't know what you mean by this. I know what some of those words mean. I know what they mean better than I know what militating means. I also am, I have faith that you actually know what they mean when you write them down. But I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, I do appreciate the, the jest, though. And I, I enjoy a good jest. So thank you, Russ. 
Dom Cappuccini. What's up, Dom? So unreal that New York improved to fourth on D after that. I don't know if they improved. I think that's where they were before. They stood pat. Well, again, the Pistons turned it over 20 times. Isaiah Stewart threw up like four air balls. And they're playing like three NBA players. Um, I mean, a couple of those guys will become NBA players. Like I think Osar Thompson right now is not necessarily making a positive impact, but I think he will. Uh, there's, there's something there. And he's just a rookie. Cade's really good. You see what Cade can do. Um, like, I don't think Livers is really like a high end NBA player. Isaiah Stewart, I never liked. Dern's a player. Dern's a player. Dern's a starting center in the league. He made one reverse layup tonight that I was like, whoa, like around Mitch, and somehow he's talented. Jalen Dern is really talented. Um, he's an NBA player. Cade's an NBA player. Ivy's an NBA player. I'm not sure what he is yet. And there's obviously some tension there with the coach and his playing time. Not sure what that's what that's about. Or I know they're trying to get him to play defense, but like they need him to create offense too. So he's quick. He's really quick, obviously. Um, he's an NBA player. That's about it. I'm not sure Killian Hayes, like long term, is really an NBA rotation guy. Alec Burks. I hate to say this, but maybe on his way out of NBA rotation guy, hopefully he gets one more shot with a team that he can actually help. Like, I hope they move him to somewhere more fitting for a player like him. And Bogdanovich obviously is hurt when he's a, he's a really good NBA player, but he's not, he's not on the team right now. Um, but yeah, that's how you, despite a bad defensive performance, <laughs> the stats don't say it was that bad because Detroit's not good. <laughs> Thanks, Dom. Sean with a W. What's up, my friend, Sean? Last year, we took care of bad teams easily. Too often this year, we've tried to win by just showing up. Washington, Charlotte, Detroit, playing with fire, Phoenix burned. You hate to see it. You know, I'll push back a little bit. Like The Charlotte games, I think the Knicks have been really in control. Even if at times Charlotte cut it to whatever, like the Knicks have, I think they won wire to wire in both. Like you can't ask for much more than that. Washington, I know, was a bad third quarter. I even felt that game was this was different. This game was just different to me. I I actually give credit to the Knicks for for generally taking care of business this year against bad teams. And at the end of the day, you just have to beat those teams, and they have. They've yet to lose one. I don't think Phoenix without Phoenix just Booker plus role players is not a bad team. They're just not. Uh, you know, they didn't Knicks didn't play well in that game and the effort wasn't really there in the first half. Uh, but there, I give credit because Phoenix, those guys specifically, those wings are some of the highest percentage offensive rebounders that aren't centers in the league. And the Knicks just didn't do a good enough job keeping them off the glass. Um, this was different. This game was just different to me. Detroit was a joke in the first quarter. Thank you, Sean. Abduli Diallo. Diallo, uh, what is up? Thank you for the contribution. Are we actually the most underrated team in the East? We still have room for growth. We all know the Pacers are going to fall off in the playoffs. I don't know how we're rated. I, I you know, I think people, I don't know. I, I think people probably have the people that I trust and, and, and value their opinions are kind of where I am on the Knicks. They're a really good team. They could probably win. Oh, up to 50 games, thereabouts. 
They're tough. They know who they are. Brunson's amazing. Julius is infuriating, but good. Center play is really good. The bench is really good. You know, like, I think it's properly rated. The Knicks are probably properly rated. I don't know who's an underrated team in the East. Maybe do people realize Orlando's good yet? Maybe they're the underrated team. I think Milwaukee's probably underrated because they haven't played well yet because I still think they're going to be awesome. Um, the Pacers, we'll see. I don't think they play enough defense. Halliburton had some another ridiculous line tonight. Guys, guys, just doing absurd things on a night-to-night basis. Let me see his numbers here. Tonight, Halliburton, 44 and 10 assists, 15 for 28 from the field, 6 for 16 from three. They gave up 142 points to the Miami Heat. And by the way, Miami Heat are not an explosive offensive team. <laughs> oh, I mean, they're just, they don't guard anybody. So I, I can't take them seriously as like a really good team, to your point, until they defend anybody. 142 points to the Heat. My God, it's like an all-star game score. Do me a favor and say that louder to our friends that admire the Indiana Pacers in the back. I I admire them for the... I, I admire their offense too. They're fine, but I'm not worried about 142 them. 142 points to the Heat. Oh, Obi had 25 tonight. Obi had a good night. There was a stretch in the... 15 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3. There was Man. a stretch in the third quarter where he was just like... They were, they were blitzing... Uh, Caitlin Cooper was tweeting about it. Like they were blitzing Halliburton, yeah, because he was going off, and there was just like leading to Obi dunks. So that's I love that. Love to see Obi yeah. succeeding. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they, look, I mean, it's they're 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 the greatest show on turf, as it were. Like they're they're just up and down, but they got to get some stops at some point. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG One. Going into this season, I decided it was time to make a change. My digestion didn't feel its best. I felt sluggish, stressed, didn't feel as focused, and knew I needed to do something different. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, and I hated taking pills or vitamins. Well, when I started drinking AG1 daily, not only could I see a difference in my daily health, but I finally had energy and noticed how much more relaxed and focused I was. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate, AG1 AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Check it out. Edward Blood. What's up, Edward? JB, our best point guard in 20 years? Yes. Yeah, like by a lot. He even beats Chris Duhon. 
Also, <laughs> winter meetings coming up, and Andrew hasn't mentioned baseball yet. I'm proud. Oh, that's why Andrew was sticking around here. <laughs> you're welcome, Edward, and you're welcome to everybody else that I haven't mentioned baseball yet. And partially, it's because my baseball team is unserious at the moment. What do you mean? Luis Severino is the savior. Severino, Joey Wendell, come on down. We're back to the coupon days, baby. Listen, oh. <laughs> I'm not having a serious take about baseball. It is basketball season. It is hockey season. Benji and I root for the best team in the NHL. So, bro, bro. <laughs> it was a great win last night. They're so good. They're, They're so, so good. freaking good. Okay, this is not Rangers film. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you, Edward. Uh, yeah, he is. He is by. Miles and miles and miles. The best point guard we've had in 20 years. Thank you, sir. Busy is back. Shout out to AG1. The packaging was great. Did Busy get some AG1? Benji. Uh, Benji. Busy got himself some AG, AG1. He texted me today or messaged me today. So, uh, but, but when he says the pack, the, I'm glad. I'm glad the packaging. I hope the drink was great. Um, so you start it in the morning. So he said he's going to start the cycle tomorrow. You take it every oh, day. So he's shouting him out before he even tried it. Just to the packaging. Yeah. Just the packaging was it's great. A classic so, case of judging a book by its cover. You need to update us, Busy, as yeah, you Busy, go. Let us, know, let us know how it goes, man. We're, we're yeah. with the, but we're, actually, I, we know it's going to be great. We know it's going to be great because AG1 is a great product. Yes, it is. We hope it's kosher. Thanks, Busy. <laughs> Fred Katz had no idea how to send an actual text in the chat, but he sent a donation. So thank you. Fred. Oh, he didn't have anything to say. Oh, he did. And it's this chat right here that Jessica sent for him. Oh, I'm not reading this. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's our competition. All right. You know what? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it because Jessica S paid for it. Speak freely. Benji, go ahead. Here's what I'm going to say. You're going to say, Fred, if I'm going to read it, I'm getting a spot. I expect an invite. I expect an invite sooner than later. And now I'll read your chat. Remember to sign up for Cats and Shoot on Patreon, a podcast by friend of the pod, Fred Cats. It's great. Probably. Now Fred owes me $5. Fred continues. I will have Benji on the pod. <laughs> within the next month. Thanks, Fred. Really appreciate the contribution. Look forward to uh, to hanging out on the pod soon enough. There we go. Well done. Is that it? That, no, two Robert's more. back. Two more. What's up, Robert? I wish Kevin would go back to bad super chats that at least made sense. <laughs> Kevin, what Russ Guberman did earlier, that's how it's done. <laughs> you want to use big words in your super chat. That's how it's done. That's a, uh, that is a classic militating. Uh, that's going to go down. And thank, thank you, Robert, for putting Kevin in his place. Although I think I already have done that. Kevin, that we, love you. we love Anthony you. Anthony. Yeah, we're joking. Strano. Yeah. What's up, Anthony? Uh, we know what DDV looks like with the starters. What do you think he'd look like with the bench units? Like what strengths could it bring out? Well, Anthony DV does play with bench unit. That's generally who he plays with um, and has looked good. I will say to your point, he's looked better with the starters than he does with the bench. When he plays with the starters, like, so I don't know if it's playing with his buddy Brunson or whatever, like Brunson looks for him. Randall looks for him. He's looked at his best. I think his two best kind of sequences or, or, or stretch of performance was obviously the game where he was started and made like seven threes. 
And then this second, I thought he was great in the fourth quarter tonight. Um, just looked really in a flow defensively on both ends. So, but he does bring a lot to the second unit too, which again, as Tibbs has pointed out, the, the, the bench has been great. The net rating is great. Uh, they've, they've run people out of the gym recently. So he's, he's contributing no matter where he plays, but it's a good point that you make that he has looked great with the starters. What does he bring? He brings shooting. He brings um, defensive playmaking. He causes a lot of turnovers. He's a good mover off the ball, good cutter. Um, he helps any lineup. He greases the wheels for you. He's, he's just a good player, uh, and we're happy to have him no matter what lineup he's playing with. Thank you, Anthony. And then two more just came in. All right. Fred Katz. He sent a super sticker. What looks like a, a, an object that is personified. It says, hey, you, and it's dancing, but it doesn't show up on StreamYard. And then Fred Katz again. Fred, go to sleep. Oof, now you're working late. Or write your article about the Knicks. Yeah, do something productive. Um, thanks, Fred. I think it's a pleasure always. Benji, don't pretend like I haven't already invited you on the pod. I must have missed it. You have to resend that invite, Fred. Ah, oh, okay. man, we're we're, we're can wrap up. We're wrapping. We're wrapping up. <laughs> Shout out, AG One. Shout out, AG One. Shout out, Kid Cunningham. Shout out to uh, the adults in the room for closing the game. Shout out to my blood pressure. Shout out to my cholesterol. Shout out to all of you for making this a more enjoyable night after a hell of a ride. Thank you for tuning in. Please like this video and subscribe to our channel. If you are listening on the KFS podcast feed later, please leave a five-star rating and review. A militating review. Five stars, a militating review. We will appreciate it. As always, all of your feedback, all of your reviews, all of your ratings really do make a difference. We always do appreciate when you can do that for us. Uh, we love giving you guys all the content that we can, all good content that we provide. Um, and uh, anyways, it's been a pleasure. Always get the doozies, Andrew. Always get yes. the doozies. Yes. Then thankfully, this doozy was a W. So. Thank God for that. Thanks for hanging out with me here, buddy. Of course. Feel good. Two quick, two quick announcements. Um, coming your way very soon here on the Knicks Film School channel and on the Knicks Film School podcast feed, a pregame pod previewing the Raptors game uh, that's happening on Friday night with S. Uh, Barahini of the SDPN uh, podcast network uh, up north. Uh, Benji, you I know you interact with him a ton on the good old Bird app or what used to be a Bird app. So yeah, um, S is awesome. That. S is awesome. He's got real access to Toronto. First of all, I think he's like in the in the locker room or whatever, or gets press access. Um, but also, smart basketball person, great guy. Love interacting with him, and and just like, I don't know. I'm sure if you're hanging out here at uh, whatever time it is, um, you're a pretty loyal follower and listener of KFS. Andrew's pregame pods are oh. an invaluable resource. I mean this sincerely. I watch a lot of ball. I try to keep up with the whole league. I know Andrew does as well. But as you know, from a Knicks perspective, like you just know your team. You just know your team that you watch every minute of better than anybody else does. And to get people on that are not just knowledgeable, but are great hangs, like Bryce, who was on tonight, it seems like the most pleasant guy in the entire universe, despite a 16-game losing streak. Like What a pleasant individual who knows the game, 
was happy to talk both Pistons and Knicks. And it just, you watch a game after listening to that and you have a great sense of what to expect, of what to look out for, of, of the dynamics of the team that you're playing against. Invaluable resource. You're doing an amazing job with that stuff, Andrew. Well, thank you, Benji. And yeah, shout out to Bryce. That was, I, I never knew how to approach like, hey, so your team hasn't won since <laughs> Halloween. Like, like, well, how do I have that conversation? And he was very engaging. So shout yeah. out to Bryce of uh, Motor City Hoops, uh, as well as to uh, S. Barahini, who you'll hear in a matter of hours. Um, and then for tomorrow night's post game, uh, tune in where DJ Zulo and XJ will be doing the post game show Whoa. right here on the KFS post game on the oh, KFS YouTube channel. Man. That's a team. Love yeah, that. So that's, so a, that's a good a dynamic. Team. By the way, talk about two guys come at it from a different place, but both bring invaluable, invaluable knowledge in terms of the data side, in terms of the the, the real film detail. You guys know what extra, you know, you guys know what both of them do. Mm-hmm. They're so good. They're so good. Um, and it's cool to have. I think it's great to have like kind of those. They just come at it from different angles, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's a great way to to break down the games. So that should be fun. Looking forward I to that. One. And what better way to end the night than with one last super chat that just crept in from Robert Cross? This is dire- addressed to me, so I'm going to read it if you don't mind. Please ben. do. Uh, the legend of GMAC. Can we get an emergency live stream on the Vegas Strip when we compete for the mini chip? Hashtag fifty three wins. No, Robert. All right, Benji, you can wrap up. When you wake up in the morning, hit the day, approach the day better than the Knicks approach the start of this game. Get your coffee in, get on the train, get on the bus, get on, walk to work, have your AG1, whatever you need, and, and attack it. Attack the day. Don't do what the Knicks did tonight, but have the same result, a W. Talk to you all later. Have a good night.